It's time for Vanish Chicagoland Stories, the podcast. I'm your host, Pete Castanis. This is episode 207, season 9. Today's date is March 21st, 2023, and welcome to the show. On today's program, I will talk about two movie theaters that are no longer existence in Chicago. One on the north side is the Granada Theater, and the one on the south side is the Brighton Theater. And also, I'll do a wrap-up of my past posts on Van Chicago and Facebook page. Uh, but first, uh, the program will go into a commercial break. This program is brought to you by Micron Mouthwash. And here's a TV commercial from the late 1960s. Uh, I remember this product. So sit back, uh, kick off your shoes, and relax. And I'll be right back with the program. Thank you, everyone. Buying mouthwash? Yes. Try this. Micron? I've tried it. This is new extra strength migrant. It's different from anything you've ever tried. Oh, come on, Sandy. Really? I can feel it working. Every breath's a burst of cool taste. So I know my breath's clean. I'll try it. You'll love it. New extra strength Micron. You can really feel it working. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, everyone, I am back. I hope you enjoyed the commercial for Micron uh, Mouthwash. Uh, like I said before, I remember this uh, product. It was uh, introduced in 1961, and it lasted until about 1978, 79. Uh, it was made, it was, excuse me, it was manufactured by Johnson & Johnson, and it was competing with Listerine and other mouthwash, like, for example, Scope, uh, what's the other one? Lavoris, Colgate 100. <laughs> and uh, what's different about this product, it was blue. The liquid was blue. Uh, you know, Scope was green. Listerine was uh, kind of brown. Well, not brown, light brown, <laughs> like that. I never had it, but uh, uh, I remember seeing it at drugstores when I was growing up, like, uh, for example, at Super X drug stores at Fort City or Crestline Pharmacy near my old house, you know, in the old neighborhood, or uh, Edwards uh, Drugstore uh, on the southwest side near, near my house as well. And uh, what's, what's distinguished about this uh, product is the bottle. It looked like a, an old uh, wine canister in a way. 
and it had a logo. It had a letter D, and I think it had something to do with the uh, Miracle Dental Association, like that. So they they had a lot of commercials during the '60s and the '70s, and uh, I guess uh, it was too competitive, and they uh, the product was discontinued. Okay. Uh, in the beginning of the program, I said I was going to talk about two theaters, one north, one south, the Granada Theater in the Rogers Park neighborhood, and also the Brighton Theater in Brighton Park neighborhood on the south side. Before I get started, there's a couple of things I want to tell you. Uh, one, uh, my Facebook page, uh, that is Van Chicagoland, reached 75,000 viewers, uh, followers, excuse me. <laughs> followers so that's a great milestone thank you everyone i appreciate it it's uh it's amazing it really is so there are there are that many people that follow the page as for likes they're about over sixty-eight thousand, which is okay so uh, hopefully we'll reach a hundred thousand down the road uh, i don't think anytime soon but uh we hope you know like that also the second thing I want to say is today is the second anniversary of Fan Chicago Land Stories, the podcast. Yeah, that's the second anniversary. I launched this on March 21st, 2021. And uh, I was going to do an anniversary show today, but no. I will do one this weekend. Uh, I haven't decided what I want to talk about. Uh, so we'll see. Maybe the top uh, episodes... That might be a good idea. You know, we could talk about those. Uh, the most plays of that. It'd be very interesting. And uh, it will be fun. So I'll let everyone, uh, let you know and everyone else that's coming up. I posted a little uh, thing just this morning to let everyone know that it's the anniversary, the second anniversary and what's coming up. So this will be a lot of fun. Also, uh, I'm sorry, one more thing. Going to the doctor today for a checkup, my regular doctor, and see what he says. So wish me luck. Okay. So let's get started. Uh, I'm going to talk about the uh, first theater, the Granada Theater. Okay. So the Granada Theater, uh, that opened on September 13th, 1926. Yeah. And that was located at, uh, let's see, we're here, 6427 North Sheridan Road in Chicago, right near Loyola University. And it was a grand theater, uh, beautifully architectured. And uh, let's see what else. Uh, it was constructed for the... Uh, Two brothers, they were Marx brothers, not the com comedy team. <laughs> it was M-E-R-K-S, not M-E-R-X. <laughs> and uh, they opened a lot of uh, theaters uh, around. And uh, the architecture firm was uh, Levy and Klein. And the designer of the theater, his name, his ma the man's name was Edward E. Eichenbaum. And he also designed other theaters in Chicago, such as the Marlboro which is on the west side, the Regal Theater, which is on the south side, and the Century Theater. And they operated the theater until 1934. And then Balaban and Katz purchased the property. Now, they were famous for other theaters like, uh, all over Chicago. Uh, I can't name all of them. I'd uh, like to someday. 
do that. And uh, they opened uh, until 1978. And then they showed movies at first. Uh, a lot of people have memories of that, like going to single features, double features. And then until uh, the mid-80s, uh, used for uh, rock concerts. Uh, I remember when Jeff, uh, guitarist Jeff Beck died earlier, uh, about a month ago, uh, he performed there. And there were other... Uh, musical artists as well. I can't think of anyone else. Uh, but it was also used for uh, midnight showings for the Rocky Horror Picture Show. And uh, they used that for a long uh, for a long time, you know, for a few years, you know, just they did that in other theaters. I went to one midnight showing, but not at Granada Theater. I went to Fort City. And, uh, but it was decaying and uh, you know, a lot of people didn't go and they tried to, but uh, it didn't happen. So they demolished it. And uh, let's see. So it was torn down in 1990. And, uh, and it replaced a, uh, it was replaced by an apartment retail complex and they named it the Granada. And as you, uh, if you go there now, if you drive on North Sheridan Road, you would see the entrance, you know, like that. And would say Granada. It's sort of similar, like the <laughs> the architecture like that. And uh, I never went to this theater, but I passed by it. Uh, one day uh, when I was in high school, uh, I wanted to apply at a, a Loyola, Loyola, excuse me, Loyola University. Uh, I knew I wasn't going to get in. There was no way. Uh, but I did uh, go there just to look around the campus and speak to a counselor. And uh, that was fun. It's a beautiful, uh, it's a beautiful school. It's a good school. And uh, I did pass by the Granada. You know, I asked my, my my parents, they came with me, can we look at the Granada? Just look at that. And then we took the, we drove there, I believe. And the, uh, it was okay. It looked a little run down a bit, but uh, the architecture was beautiful. It still is. And a lot of people have a lot of memories. Once I post something about the Granada Theater on my Facebook page, on am in Chicagoland, the memories just flood in. They remember what movies they saw, who they went with, and all that. And it was just uh, amazing. It really was. And uh, let's see. You know, inside the theater had a balconies, uh, at like an orchestra level. Oh, gorgeous. You know, beautiful. That's a shame. It really was. Those beautiful uh, movie palaces are gone, really. Now they're uh, big screen theaters, you know, big uh, seats. It's fine. You know, the seats are fine. I like that. You want to relax and all that. That's a that's the one thing I like about going to the theater. You're you you're not cramped, you know, or you just you know, you can lift your legs up, you know, like at a reclining position. <laughs> so that's a shame. It really is. Okay. Next theater I'm gonna talk about is the Brighton Theater. Okay. And this was in the Brighton Park neighborhood on the south side or southwest side, excuse me. 
This was located at 4223 South Archer Avenue. And uh, this, op according to some sources, it didn't really open in 1919. It opened in 1921, a little later, a couple years later. And it was originally called the Brighton Park Theater. And uh, it was the same architecture firm of Levy and Klein, who also uh, did the Granada and the, and the Century Theater. But it was before that was called the Diversity Theater. Uh, it didn't have a stage, but it, it had a um, it had an organ. So it probably played uh, silent movies. So when silent movies were shown on the screen, they, somebody was playing the the organ, you know, do 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 like that. <laughs> And the uh, the name of Brighton Park, they dropped the name, the park name after during the 1950s when you know they showed more movies and all that. It became a very popular theater all through the years, you know, in that neighborhood, and uh, it was a place to go. It really was. And of course, uh, let's see. Also, it was last known. It was kind of infamous. There were uh, two sisters named the Grimes, and they were they went to see a movie called "Love Me Tender," uh, you know, Elvis Presley movie that happened in 1956. And they went to the theater, and after they left, they were never seen again. And then they were found in Willow Springs, and they were dead. And that was horrible. Oh, that was horrible. And most people, well, it's sort of forgotten, but. Uh, Recently, WGN TV uh, did a story. I saw that on TV, and I, I never knew about this, and I found it fascinating, you know. And the crime was never solved. I don't know. I don't think they've. Uh, I don't remember if they caught the killer. I don't think so. But uh, that was infamous for that. But uh, a lot of people, you know, people today won't remember that. No. I went to this theater once. I did uh, to see a movie. I think I saw one of the Rocky movies, uh, Rocky Two or Rocky Three. Uh, there was a friend of mine. Uh, you see, I worked at the Burger King on Art, Archer and Spalding. That's a little west of Kedzie. Uh, this was during college in 1980, 1981 and eighty two. Uh, I was working. He says, you want to go to the theater after you get off work? And I said, okay, well, where are we going? The Brighton Theater. I said, why are we going there? Why don't we go to Fort City and all that? Well, it's nearby. And then we can go home. Okay. So uh, that was arranged. That was like two days prior of that. So uh, he dropped me off at work that day. And then, uh, then he picked me up after my shift was over. And then picked me up, and then we went to see the theater. Inside so was nice, very nice, you know. And we watched the movie, and then we went home, you know. I remember buying popcorn. Oh, that popcorn is good. <laughs> and uh, let's see, so um, the Brighton Theater uh, was uh, closed. Uh, I don't know exactly. Yeah, it closed its doors on this September 26, 1991. 
and uh, it was demolished in 2003. So if you go on Google Maps, I haven't been to Archer Avenue in a while. I haven't drove by that. It's an empty lot. There's nothing there. That's a shame. You know, that's that's sad. <laughs> you know, and uh, so people when people drive by Archer Avenue and they see that empty lot, that's the Brighton Theater. It really was. So that's awful. It really is. So there you have it. So I discussed the Granada Theater on the north side in the Rogers Park neighborhood and also the Brighton Park the Brighton Theater in Brighton Park uh, neighborhood in Chicago on the south side. Okay. I'm going to take a quick break, and then I will, when I come back, I'll talk about my past posts on Van Chicagoland Facebook page. Okay, everyone. Thank you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Okay, everyone, I am back. I hope, uh, well, no, I hope. I'm back from my break. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm nervous. So right now I'm going to talk about my past posts of Fantasy Chicagoland stories. No, Facebook page. I'm so nervous today. I don't know why. That's terrible. And uh, so let's, I'm going to get started right now. Uh, here's a post on my p- Facebook page from March 8th. Uh, it was a photo a, of the bus route from the CTA, the 149 State Liner. And it was passing, it was on State Street. And it's passed by a uh, clothing store called Howard. A lot of people remember that store. Uh, I remember it too. Uh, it had good clothes. I don't know where exactly it was located. I, you know, I don't pinpoint that. But uh, it was from... It's uh, it's those big buses, you know, the propane ones. Uh, I love those. You know, they're my favorite photos. And that uh, route... Uh, it's been around, uh, it was around for a long, long time. Uh, it doesn't exist anymore. They changed that. I don't know when they discontinued. Probably uh, late 80s, early 90s, something like that. And it was gone, you know. But it was like a shuttle service. It was like that. I think it was called Michigan Wacker State first. And they changed it to State Liner. Okay. Uh, the next page, a uh, next photo, excuse me. Is uh, it was a photo of Macintosh Mouse from the uh, TV show Garfield Goose and Friends. I found this photo, and uh, you know, Macintosh Mouse, he, he was cute, he really was. Uh, I think he operated the mailroom on the TV show, and he, whenever there was mail, he handed mail to Fraser Thomas like that, and uh, he was adorable, he really was. He didn't speak, <laughs> but uh, I found this photo, and he was kind of cool looking, so. That's great. That. And next up, I found some stationery from Weebolt's department store. And, you know, the the Weebolt's logo and uh, the color green was uh, synonymous with that. It was uh, beautiful like that. And it uh, had a box number, you know, with the address on it. So uh, this was this particular stationery was for a credit card 
application. So uh, sometimes you would uh, apply for a credit card and then you would get one, get receive it in the mail back if you got accepted. So that was kind of nice like that. Okay, and next up we have the... Ah, I found a uh, I found a postcard, and this was from a restaurant called Math Igler's Casino. A lot of people remember this restaurant very well in the old days. This was located at 1627-29 West Melrose Street in Chicago on the north side. And it was famous for their singing waiters. And uh, according to some people, it had good food, great entertainment. I have not done a podcast episode on this place yet. I will someday. I promise, because it sound, I sound, I find this fascinating, you know, this place. I've heard about it. I never went there, but a lot of people have. Uh, right now, it's, uh, I think, I don't know if it's torn down or they converted something. It's not there anymore. So it, it was around for a long time. It really has. It really was. <laughs> also, I found a photo of of the Pope Brothers store. This one was located at 2850 North Central Avenue in Chicago on the north side. And it was with neon lights. So if you go at, in the, at night, it would have the General Electric logo and the Pope Brothers on the inside. That was cool. I like that. It was beautiful. Pope Brothers was uh, everyone's uh, favorite store when it came to appliances. I have a Facebook page of that. Also, it was known for their pushy salesman. As soon as you walk in the door, they just grab you. <laughs> but, you know, say, no, no, we want to look around. That happened to my parents. One day, one day we went to Pope Brothers uh, in Fort City. And the one on 83rd. And then it moved to 83rd and Cicero. It was, I thought it was funny. <laughs> they were trained to do that. Uh, Saul Polk. Who owned the stores, uh, I guess he said, no, just uh, do that to the customers, you know. Most people liked it. Some people didn't like it. They were annoyed, you know, and uh, they felt harassed, but they were doing their job, you know. That's how salesmen are. Okay. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, oh, I found an interesting item. I found some party napkins. From Children's Bargain Town, USA, Toy Store. Then it became Toys R Us. And that's kind of cool. It's got that guy with the, with the top hat and the big mouth. <laughs> and uh, I love finding items from that particular toy store. It is hard to find, but I love it. And uh, it's very rare. And I remember going to uh, that toy store in South Chicago. It was at 92nd and Commercial. And after that... Uh, when we moved to the Ashburn neighborhood, it, we, it uh, changed the Toys R Us and it opened on 81st and Cicero. And there was one on 63rd and Cicero as well. And there were other locations. Somewhere around the north side, too. Uh, the other photo I posted, now this one became very popular. This is, this is one of the most popular posts on Van Chicago. is the Como Inn restaurant. Oh, People miss this place so much, you know, and they're still talking about it to this day. I posted this like a, five days ago, and you still remember the food, the atmosphere. 
Uh, it was located at 546 North Milwaukee by Grand Avenue. And uh, they still miss it. And uh, they used to go whenever they went to uh, like a basketball game, you know, Chicago Bulls or Blackhawks game, you know, to the Chicago Stadium. That was the place to either come back or go to a game or eat before you go there. And the food was spectacular. I never went there. I wish I did. Uh, I would love to have that experience. I I really would because I love Italian food. Greek food is my first favorite. (laughs) Okay, and uh, let's see what else we have. Uh, Since St. Patrick's Day was last Friday and I found a photo... I posted this before a long time ago. It was a photo from 1968 of the St. Patrick's Day Parade on State Street. And uh, it looks like the parade was over in a way. And there was a parked car with some women wearing wearing all green and all that. But it was kind of cool. You know, State Street was, uh, they had the parades there. Now it's being done at Columbus uh, Avenue. Not Avenue, Columbus Drive. Columbus Avenue, Southside. So they do it over there. Uh, maybe because Columbus uh, Drive is big, a big street. They do that. It's a very popular parade. Every year they have it. Uh, everyone goes there. There are other parades in Chicago, like, for example, the west, uh, the one on Western Avenue on the Southside. That's popular. Also, there's uh, a couple on the north side. But a lot of people, when they think of St. Patrick's Day Parade, they think of the one in downtown and the one on the Southside. Yeah. Okay. And uh, if also on St. Patrick's Day, I found an ad also from Weebolts Department Store, and they had Irish chocolates for sale. I never knew this. I don't know if it was from Ireland. Maybe. Maybe not. <laughs> that was dated March 13, 1963. I found the ad in the Chicago Tribune. So I thought it was kind of cool to post that. It really was. Okay. Let's see. Uh, then about a, yesterday, I posted a photo of the Athens Greek restaurant. This was located at 530 South Halsted Street in the Greektown neighborhood. I remember this restaurant. Uh, I never went there. I don't think my parents did. Uh, then it, I just want to make sure. I think it re- relocated to Rush Street later on because I have something with the construction uh, maybe it has something to do with the Eisenhower Expressway. But a lot of people remembered it, and uh, it was, it was a, it's a nice photo. It really is. Um, people have said that Greektown has changed so much. It has. There's only maybe a, maybe two or three Greek restaurants left, uh, which is true, like Greek Islands and uh, the Athena. Can't think of the other one. Um, Rodidis has just closed. Uh, Parthenon's gone. Pegasus is gone. Uh, they have the Atropolis. Uh, they have that. Or the Nine Muses. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, Greek town is still to, a place to go if you want Greek uh, cuisine. You know, there's some in the suburbs. Like Greek islands. I go to Lombard. I love that place. But uh, it has changed. The neighborhood has changed so much. And, uh, you know. That's how it is. What are you going to do? Okay. And uh, let's see what else. And that's it. Okay. So that was fun. (laughs) 
So um, that's it for episode 207, and uh, I'll do a recap of what I talked about. I talked about the two theaters, one north, one south, the Granada Theater in Rogers Park, and the other one in the, Bright the Brighton Theater in the, Bright in the Brighton Park uh, neighborhood in the south side of Chicago, both in Chicago. And uh, they were very well remembered to this day. And also, I did a uh, wrap-up of past posts on my page, Fan of Chicago Land. Okay, that's all for the show. Uh, like I said in the beginning, I will do uh, an anniversary show this weekend because today is the second anniversary of the launching of Fan of Chicago Land Stories, the podcast. So I'm looking forward to that. That will be a lot of fun. Wow. Oh. Can't believe it! I did. I have done this for two years and two over two hundred episodes, and I'm still doing it. It's amazing. It really is. Uh, it's, it's become uh, very popular. I'm doing my best. I'm still nervous, you know. Or, you know, I did an um, 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 and all that, but uh, I'm trying. I really am. But uh, my listeners help me. They really help me. Okay. So this is Pico Stanis, your host for Vanish Chicago Stories. Uh, thank you for joining me. This episode will be published later, uh, wherever podcasts are available, like uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music. Also, uh, you can subscribe to those. Also, it'll be published on my uh, YouTube channel, Vanish Chicago Stories. You can public, uh, you can uh, subscribe. Excuse me, you can subscribe to that. Also, it'll be posted on my social media accounts, Facebook and Twitter. You just click on that, and it'll take you right to it. It'll be the YouTube version, so it'd be easier. If you have any questions, just let me know. Uh, where can I? Uh, I always get that question. Where can I hear your podcast? And I will tell the easiest way to access them. Listen to my YouTube channel. If uh, if you if you don't want to tap on an app, that's fine. Some people do, some people don't. Okay. So here's bye bye for me, and here's Ray Rayner closing the show, saying bye 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 with little traveling music. So long, everyone. Take care. We have to go. Bye bye bye. <laughs> <laughs>